0: How do you value a startup, especially if there is no revenue? Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the risk reduction checklist I've created from the lessons I've learned from all of my guests and get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Also, when you join the community, you get access to a special discount on my six week valuation masterclass bootcamp, where you learn exactly how to value companies like a pro and advance your career in finance. Go to MyWorstInvestmentEver.com now to join our community for free. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And today, I want to talk to you about how to value a startup. This story started when Dan, a podcast listener, replied to my recent weekly email with this question. How do you value a startup, especially if there is no revenue? To answer this question, I decided to dust off that I wrote for a client soon after the 2000 dot-com boom and bust. For those of you who were not around then, the dot-com boom saw the U.S. Nasdaq composite peak in early 2000, up 400% from 1995. At that time, the New York Stock Exchange Composite Index was trading at a shiller, cyclically adjusted P.E. ratio of 40. By the way, as of this writing on July 16th, 2021, we are currently at 37 times. (laughs) But after the dot-com crash, by 2002, the NASDAQ composite had fallen by 80% from its peak. After this story, you will see that you can value an idea, activity, or revenue for early-stage companies. Ideas have value if their market size is massive and there is reasonably high probability of success. Activity has value, particularly activity related to customers. This value derives from the fact that eventually those users can be converted into paying customers. And that's when revenue starts rolling in. A company may lose money for years but still have Massive revenue growth. A good example of this is Amazon, which ramped up revenue, but produced losses for many years. And now we all know there was value to those revenues. So Dan, you can value an early stage startup with no revenue based on its idea activity or eventually when it does get revenue. Let's get into the story. I was hired to write a business plan to help my client raise capital. This client came to me in 2004 as we were just recovering from the dot-com bust. He asked me to help his team write a business plan and value their company to raise capital from angel investors and eventually from venture capital funds. He even had big dreams of someday listing his startup in the stock market. Now I pulled together all the information they had and started to work on forecasting revenue and building the financial model that would lead us to the value of the business. What follows are excerpts from the report I wrote for him. Our product is global. We believe that our product is global. So our market is the world. Therefore, the first driver of value for our business is the size and growth of the global population. As of 2004, the world's population is $6.5 People, And we expect it will grow at about 1.2% per year for the next 10 years, and then slow to 1.1% for the remainder. This means that by year 30 of our projections, the global population will be about 8.6 billion people, which is our starting point for forecasting and valuing our business. Our product is free software. Our product is a software application that runs on a desktop computer and allows users to communicate better. We are still in the testing and development phase and as a result, have encouraged our customers to download our software for free. Now, since we have also started experimenting with monetizing our software, we have generated a tiny bit of revenue. We are optimists and expect explosive growth and are raising the funding we will need to finance that growth. Only internet connected people can use our software. One challenge we face is that because we will be using the power of the internet, only those people who are on the internet can use our software. Currently, 87% of the world's population is not on the internet, but we think this will change over the decades to come addressable market of 800 million people now, and we expect 6 billion in 30 years. To calculate our addressable market for our software, we multiply the percent of the population, currently 6.5 billion, times the percentage of people on the internet, which we estimate at about 13%. Therefore, we consider about 800 million people as our total addressable market today. We have talked with many thought leaders who confirm that the internet is the trend of the future. They estimate that 17 years from now, there will be 5 billion global internet users up from the current 800 million. We also expect 30 years from now, there'll be 6.3 billion people on the internet, more than two thirds of humanity. In other words, three decades from now, our total addressable market will have expanded by eight times. This is massive. This is exciting. And now is your opportunity to get in. We expect to capture at least 50% of all internet users. We estimate that by year five, we will capture 10% of all internet users and by year 10, 49%. No company can expand forever, so we forecast that this will peak at about 60% of all internet users 16 years from now, and then slowly fall to 50% due to competition. However, we do not forecast that our share of internet users will ever fall below 50%. One million customers already use our software. Now that you understand the market potential, let's talk about customers. We consider customers to be those who download and use our software. Some will only use the limited free option while others will use the paid features. But to simplify, we will combine these into one measure, which we call monthly users. These are customers who use our software at least once a month. Currently, we have 1 million monthly users, and you could say that they're almost all free users as they're paying us next to nothing. Our revenue this year, 2004, was only 400,000 US dollars, or about 40 cents of revenue per user per year. We know it is tiny, but our objective is to get as many users on as possible to start building something we call the network effect. The network effect could drive massive value. The network effect was first described in Bell Telephone's 1908 annual report, written by Theodore Vail. It was later expanded on by Robert Metcalf, which is why it has more commonly been called Metcalf's Law. Metcalf's company, 3Com, sold Ethernet cards which allowed computers to connect to the internet and communicate. We argued that, i oh, sorry, he argued <laughs> that the value of the network was proportional to the square of the number of users. The network effect implies that as more people use our software, it will make the experience more valuable for all users, making our company more valuable too. Our goal is to expand our network of users in the first five years, rather than focusing on revenue or profit. So over the first five years, we expect only to generate about $2 per user per year. After that point, we think we can begin exploding our revenue. We aim to surpass the 1 billion user mark within 10 years. Above, we explain that our business's primary internal driver is the number of users, not the revenue. So let's consider our forecast for monthly users. We have applied Metcalfe's law and added some of our judgment based upon the first year of experience to make the following forecasts. We think we can increase our current 1 million users to 6 million by the end of year two, and then double that to 12 million by year three. By year four, we expect the network effects to kick in and we will have increased users by five times over the prior years to 58 million users. From there we think we can more than double users in in year 5 to 145 million. In our forecast we expect more than double that in year 6 to 360 million users and doubling in year 7 to 600 million users. The doubling will slow and happen only at year 10 at which time we expect to have broken the 1 billion user mark. Doubling will be hard from there, but we think by year 16, we will be at 2.5 billion users. And by the year 30, we expect to have 6.4 billion users. The $5 million dream value of our business. One year ago, our business was just a dream. But the dream of our small team was big. At the beginning of 2004, two of our founding members put in the initial funds to cover operating costs. But a few months ago, in mid 2004, we managed to convince one angel investor put in seed money of $500,000 as a convertible note for a 10% stake, putting the value of our business at $5 million, that's $500,000 dollars divided by 10%. That gave us the funding needed to get to work. We were excited to have someone appreciate the dream value of our business, the $100 million activity value of our business. Now, as we approach the end of 2004, our focus is on the decades ahead, not today's profits or even revenue. Therefore, we value our business based upon customer activity our customer downloads and software uses is extremely strong. So we believe our core focus should continue to be to gain as many users as possible, to let the network effect work in our favor. If we can continue to get funding to finance our growth, we think that the activity value of our customer downloads and uses could be as high as $100 million by mid 2005. From there, The sky is the limit. And if we can keep growing our customer base, we'll make that true. The $500 million revenue value of our business. Eventually, we expect to start monetizing our customer experience. And it is at that time we feel we can create massive value. By the end of our third year, we think we could generate $4 per year from each of our customers, which would generate us $48 million of revenue. We see many years of massive growth ahead, and therefore, based on just the revenue potential of our business, we think that we could be worth as much as $500 million by the end of 2006. We arrive at this by multiplying revenue times a multiple of 10 times. We derive this multiple based on our above forecast of massive future growth of users. Would you be interested in investing in this massive growth? Our ask, $10 million for a 10% stake. Currently, we are looking for an investor or group of investors to put $10 million into our business for a 10% stake. This would value our business at $100 million. If you are interested, just let us know. Then, after we sign a non-disclosure agreement, we will share with you all the internal analysis we have done to support our conclusions in this report. Well, that's the end of part one of this story. From this story, you can see that you can value an idea, activity, or revenue for early-stage companies. Ideas have value if the market cap is massive and there is a reasonably high probability of success. Activity has value, particularly activity related to customers. This value derives from the fact that eventually those customers can be converted into paying customer. And that's when revenue starts rolling in. Well, that's a wrap. To Dan and all listeners out there, this is my answer about how you could value a startup, especially if there is no revenue. Let me know if you have any questions. I now realize I need to write part two of this story. Remember, my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. When you join today, you get a special discount on my six-week Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on... The upside.